welcome back to Gentle Man, redefining manhood in the 21st century. My name is Arjuna. I'm your host. Today I'm doing something a little bit different on the show. I'm sharing audio that I recorded on a video that I made a while back, which I'll actually be posting to the YouTube channel for this show. So that's a good thing to know about if you didn't already. Gentle Man on YouTube. You can see some of the episodes posted up on there. You can see video of me with some of the guests that I've recorded with, and also some videos like the one I'm posting today, which is just me walking around my neighborhood and talking. It's a way to add a little variety to the show, and it's also just a way to get me out of the house. As much as I love being in the studio, sometimes walking and talking brings out a different quality of thought and a different way of being with the material. So if you enjoy video content, I recommend that you go and check out the video version of this episode. Enjoy. Today, I'm going to talk about work. Uh, I'm feeling kind of stressed today. And I have been feeling stressed a lot lately, and it's been related to my work. I work in a pretty fast-paced industry, and I manage a team, and there's just a lot of things that need to go properly in order for me to feel good about my job. Uh, and currently, things are not going properly. So I'm feeling a lot of pressure to perform and deliver business outcomes and all this kind of stuff. And it got me thinking about how men are, have this expectation. Sometimes it's placed on them, sometimes it's self-imposed, but it's this kind of archetypal expectation to produce work. We see this a lot in the US in particular, but you can find it in a lot of different places. And I think it causes a lot of anxiety for men. And I want to go into why that is. So let's talk about some of the foundational assumptions. The, the modern industrial society is kind of built on this paradigm where men are supposed to work and women are supposed to stay home and raise the kids and manage the home and all that kind of stuff. This is your very 50s white bread America kind of idea. And this extrapolates out in different ways in a lot of different cultures, but there's some version of this model in place in a lot of different places. And so a lot of men grow up with this idea. It, it, it's a blueprint in their head, whether they want it or not. Uh, it's also, can, interestingly, it can be a blueprint that's still at work, whether you're a straight man or not. Let's say that you're a man who's interested in other men. You may still have this programming in the back of your mind, like I'm supposed to be an earner, right? I'm supposed to be someone who's going out and putting bread on the table or whatever. So that's, that's kind of an interesting thing too. I think sometimes these fundamental assumptions that we make about ourselves and what we're supposed to be doing, maybe that, you know, that they're based on flawed assumptions about the choices that we've made in life or the, the lives that we're living. So that's, that's an interesting side note for me to point out there. But anyway, so a lot of us men have this fundamental idea that that's what we're supposed to be doing. And it can be very difficult when we find ourselves in a situation where maybe we're unemployed, 
or maybe we're feeling insecure about our job performance, or there's a number of different you know, things that can happen which put us in a state of uncertainty about our work. And for a lot of men, that's extremely destabilizing. Um, now it's destabilizing for everyone. I'm just gonna put that out there. No one likes losing a job. No one wants to find themselves in a situation where their livelihood is put under question. So definitely not something that men exclusively experience. But I want to talk about the way that men experience it, because I, I think that it is, it's somewhat unique. I think there's a deep insecurity that a lot of men have about work. And it comes from this idea that that's one of their primary functions, right? If we're, if we're operating in this unconscious fundamental paradigm that parts of the social contract is that men are supposed to work, then when we find ourselves in a situation when we're not able to do that, we feel a deep insecurity. I think part of that question is, what else am I supposed to do? What else is there for me to do? There can sometimes be a lot of external pressure, other people in our lives, whether it's our spouses, our families, you know, who, whoever, our communities, whoever we're spending our days with, there can be a lot of pressure to be productive and have a job and contribute to society. There's a lot there which can be problematic as well. The notion that work is contributing to society, I, I think that's of course not necessarily true. There's a lot of work which generates a vast amount of money and generates livelihoods for people, but it's actually very destructive work to society. So there's other stuff to unpack there, which I'm not gonna go into. But the idea that men must produce work as part of the social contract of being a man is really pervasive. For a lot of men, there's this, this unconscious programming that will kick in when they don't feel like they're in that state. And a lot of men can be left feeling like their life doesn't have a meaning or like they're lacking a purpose if they're not employed or if they're not making money. Let's also talk about the example of how some men struggle with a paradigm of not being the breadwinner. So some men, even if they're in a situation, perhaps their spouse has a good job. Perhaps there's enough money, but it's just coming from someone else that can tap into a deep-seated insecurity that a lot of men have. What I want to stress is that a lot of the time, these kind of insecurities, they come down to basic fundamental assumptions that we have about ourselves and what we're supposed to be doing. And a lot of times they don't even necessarily mirror the reality. We place expectations on ourselves as men which perhaps are unrealistic. Or we're trying to keep up with social expectations that are perhaps unrealistic. And if we're not aware of this, we can find ourselves putting ourselves under undue pressure. Trying to push during situations when we, we don't necessarily need to. Or feeling, you know, like if you lose a job, feeling like you immediately need to get a new one instead of taking some rest or some downtime, if you are able to. Some people, you know, some people don't have that luxury, but if you have that available to you, I think some men are less likely to take that opportunity when they find themselves not employed or employed less than they would like to be. One of the things you'll often hear as well, children will often say, some of my favorite times, you know, it, it, this is a really interesting contrast, right? So you'll have maybe a man who's unemployed and between jobs, 
and that's a very stressful moment for the man. But the man's also home and able to spend more time with his kids, and that's like an amazing time for the kids. They think back on that time, they think, that was so great, that time when when dad was around more and you know I got to spend more time with my dad. So that's just an interesting thing that can pop up sometimes. So how do we approach this? What, what do we do about this? How do we unpack this? A lot of the work that I do is focused around the concept of being whole just as you are. Separating your worth as a human, even separating out the idea of your worth as a man. So I think that very, that very phrasing is a problem for me. Your worth as a man. Your worth, I mean, that's, even a, that's, a, that's such a broad question. What is the worth of a person? Or what makes a person worthy? That in and of itself is, is a weird thing to discuss and think about. But to whatever extent that is a measure, I am working to separate that from the notion of manhood because there's no scale. There's no scale for manhood. When you think about it explicitly, when you talk about it explicitly, it's such a bizarre thing to even contemplate. Your worth as a man, like you would, you'd rank, you'd get a bunch of men and you'd line them up and you'd go one by one and you'd say, do you think you're a more worthy man than that person based on whatever, based on how big your muscles are, or, how many people you've had sex with or how much money you're earning or any of a number of stupid arbitrary uh, yardsticks by which people measure themselves versus other people. So I want to debunk that very notion that there is an inherent level of worthiness as a man. That's bullshit. That has nothing to do with your fundamental quality of maleness. It has nothing to do with your gender. It has nothing to do with your experience of who you are. I suppose what I'm saying is that it shouldn't. I would like for it not to. Part of my work is decoupling those things. So it's going to happen. It's going to happen to men, some men, certainly. I would even posit a lot of men, where there's going to be this, this subtle and perhaps unconscious equation. And so I want for you watching or listening to take a moment and just think about how does that affect me? How does that play out in my life? Am I acting under the unconscious pressure that I'm either placing on myself or perceiving that other people are placing on me to be productive because I'm a man? Is my maleness, my concept of maleness somehow tied to my output and my production? And if it is, what's going on there? Why is that a fundamental assumption? What I'm saying is it doesn't have to be. There are plenty of stay-at-home dads in the world. There are plenty of stay-at-home men in the world. You don't have to be a dad, right? There are plenty of unemployed men in the world. And there's no basic value judgment about your quality as a human being based on that. And I think if it's a very gendered conversation for you, then a good thing to ask yourself is, if there were a woman in your same situation, would you feel differently about it? And if so, why? And then to further ask the question, would there need to be kids involved for you to feel cool about that? And if so, why? An important part of the work that we do is just examining these fundamental assumptions. 
And one thing I want to say is I'm, I'm not here to tell a man that it's invalid to measure his manhood in that way. I think for some men, it's a sense of reinforcement. It invigorates their sense of manhood when they feel like they're able to show up in that way. And I don't necessarily think that's a, a negative thing. I think there are ways in which it can be expressed positively. What I'm worried about is that, let's say that changes, right? Let's say you tie your sense of worthiness to, to your earning, and then you lose your livelihood. What do you do? Does that cripple your sense of self-worth? Do you end up in a space where you're not able to feel good about yourself anymore? Or it deeply harms your, your sense of self-esteem and how much you love yourself. If the answer is yes, then I think that's a problem. I think that's something that needs to be looked at. The world that I'm excited to live in is a world in which people are able to contribute to society in all kinds of ways, not just monetarily, not just with their labor. There are all kinds of different ways in a society, in a community, in a relationship to show up and contribute value. And a lot of it just comes down to the contract, the social contract of that relationship. And I want for men to think about that. I want for men to consider what contracts they're in, what contracts they're consciously or unconsciously creating, and whether those contracts rest on fundamental assumptions that might be really gendered, might be kind of flawed when you, when you really think about them. For myself, what I'm working through today is the okayness of not always being great at my job and the okayness of uncertainty. A lot of men struggle with uncertainty. Another thing that we're expected to do or bring or be as men is to, to, to bring certainty. It's often a sign of weakness, especially for a man, to, to be in that state. It's a vulnerable state. It projects weakness to a lot of people. Men are supposed to be they're supposed to have certainty, they're supposed to be decisive, they're supposed to take action. And that action is supposed to generate results. And when some parts of that chain is disrupted, our sense of self-worth is diminished, either by you know, our own expectations or by the expectations of other people, or by this nebulous, this nebulous force known as cultural expectations. It's kind of this collective contract that we hold with ourselves, which is often really insidious and invisible and pernicious. So these are really some of the qualities that men are expected to have. Productivity, decisiveness, certainty, stability, assuredness. And men are supposed to provide this for their partners and for their children as well. And the idea of being a dependent man, or the idea of being an indecisive man or an unproductive man, these are all notions that greatly diminish our value according to this paradigm. So my encouragement to you, man, is whenever you're feeling that pressure, first of all, ask yourself, from where is it coming? Is it self-imposed or is it imposed by someone else? The next question I would ask is, what contracts are you existing in? Let's say you have found yourself living in one of these contracts, right? Let's say that you're a straight man and you have a, a wife or a, a woman partner and you have kids together. Have you made contracts around this? Have you 
spoken about agreements around this. I'm not suggesting that, that men just stop caring for the people who are financially dependent on them, especially if they've, they've made a contract around it. But maybe you need to revisit the contract. Maybe you can start talking about divvying up the childcare. Maybe you can start talking about your partner bringing in some income. These are all totally valid conversations to have and, and what it really comes down to is, what do you agree upon? What feels good? What feels like a good balance for your relationship? Ask yourself those questions, have those conversations, challenge those assumptions. And I really want for men to consider this link between their self-esteem and their output. And I want for them to consider how much of that is gendered versus not. It can surprise you. It can be a very surprising conversation to have with yourself. So think about it next time you're feeling that pressure. Thanks for spending time with me and I hope you'll join me for the next episode. <laughs>